do it all. Ugh, I hate hearing those words, which is why I keep most of my dreams to myself. Seriously, if people knew even the half of what I actually want to accomplish in this lifetime, they would be legitimately concerned. But is the old saying true? Is it impossible for me to do it all? Or is it possible for me to do all things? Welcome back to a special look inside of Livy's brain. Uh-oh. I hope you brought some popcorn and a notebook with you because this could get very interesting. All my friends tell me that they would love to spend an afternoon in my mind just to see what it's like. And I have to warn them, giving them a huge disclaimer that it isn't all sparkles and cupcakes and castles up there. <laughs> I actually have a lot going on inside on a regular basis. And to be completely honest with you, it can be a daily struggle to unpack what I feel developing within. I mean, between my next new fabulous idea and the current novel I'm working on, along with marketing and everyday challenges and this never-ceasing passion to press into the next thing that God is doing with His people, oh my goodness, it can be a lot. So today's episode is titled, How to Do All the Things, and we're going to be first and foremost answering the question, is that even possible? And secondly, if it is possible, how in the world do we do it? But before diving in, I want to give you a little bit of backstory on my personality to help frame what I'll be sharing because you have to understand a few things about me. I love diversity. I love having my hands in a variety of projects and I have a passion for several different industries, countries, and people groups. And if it were humanly possible, I would most definitely want to be at two different places at once. We see this best displayed way back when I was just a little child on the playground when I was in first grade. I wanted to play with literally everyone. I wanted to play with the nerdy Star Wars kids, the popular kids over on the slide, the outcasts by the swings, the imaginative girls who pretended to be magical horses saving the world, and even the wimpy little kindergartners. And let me tell you, nobody wanted to play with the kindergartners, okay? <laughs> but I had this grand idea that everyone should be friends and I should know how to be part of every single one of those social circles. So I remember calculating how many minutes we had in recess and how much time I could spend with each group before the bell rang and recess was over. When we were supposed to be doing math problems right before they let us out for recess, I was busy in my mind planning how I was going to spend my day. I remember actually like making a schedule inside of my head. I was like, Monday and Wednesdays are the Star Wars and Horse Girls. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I've got 10 minutes to spend with the kindergartners. And then I've got five minutes on the slide. And then if I hurry up and race across the playground, that'll give me five minutes too. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but this was my mind. I was, this was my real life. <laughs> I was trying so hard to figure out how I could do, well, everything. 
thankfully, my endeavors were successful and all my crazy planning and scheming led to some seriously happy times on the playground. I was honestly friends with everyone in the lower elementary and somehow I managed a thriving social schedule when I was just six. <laughs> now, obviously, as weird as this is, this had to be some sort of God-given innate mental planner built into me because I was not taught how to do this. They did not teach me this in school. And just ask my mom. She'll be the first to admit that she is, um, how should I put this, organizationally challenged. <laughs> when I told her about this years later, she was so shocked that I actually did this as a kid. So I know now, like years and years later of taking many personality tests, that this classic behavior is like totally normal for an INFP. <laughs> I don't know if there are any quiz takers out there, but according to the Enneagram, I am a type 7 who struggles with this little thing called fear of missing out. And it's true. As a kid, I wanted to be friends with everyone and do everything. But later on, when I was about like 10 or so, I had an experience that was totally contrary from all the fun that I used to have on the playground. As I mentioned in the last episode, I was homeschooled from the third grade on, so one year I thought it would be really fun to have a party with both my homeschool friends and my public school friends. Sounds like a great idea, right? Totally harmless. Well, I had yet to understand that there were some pretty big differences between the cultures of my homeschooled friends and my public school friends. They were they were different. I mean, I was new to the whole modesty, long jean skirt wearing, no listening to secular music thing. That was all very new for me, and I didn't know that those were the convictions of many of my homeschooled friends. Not all of them, but some of them. So... When I brought my public school friends into the mix who wanted to listen to the latest Kid Bops and Mary-Kate and Ashley and Britney Spears and dance around and jump around with crazy amounts of energy and scream around the room, this brought on some very offended, judgmental stares from those who were not in the party mood, who were standing on the edge of the room, not dancing along. As you can imagine, the tension just continued to rise as the party continued and a rift split down the middle of the living room. <laughs> like all at once, the stark differences between these two worlds were glaringly obvious to me. My homeschool friends were horrified that I would associate with, with such manic children and they were out of control. <laughs> My public school friends were hurt and offended by just the harsh stares and the comments that were coming their way. I mean, just to give you like a very clear picture of what this was like, just imagine 12-year-old Miley Cyrus and the Duggar girls trying to get along at a party. <laughs> Talk about awkward. So you think I would have learned my lesson, right? I mean, trying to mix a large group of people together with such dramatically different backgrounds and values and life experiences makes for a really tough party. But I did the same thing for like three years in a row until finally I got discouraged and gave up having birthday parties once and for all. I was just, I was frustrated. I was like, what is the point? Why can't everyone just get along and love each other? Like nobody else was seeing the situation in the way that I was. So I've since learned that not everyone has the same desire to throw a bunch of random people 
um, with such radical differences and backgrounds into a room and see what happens. <laughs> I don't know why I kept doing that. I loved it. I thought it was really interesting. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why I became a writer so that I could experiment with these crazy social scenarios and see what happens <laughs> when you throw all these characters together. Anyway, I think that that last party is a pretty good picture of what can happen when we try to do too many things all at once. I mean, it's really just like baking. You know, if you're baking cupcakes or cookies, some ingredients mix really well together. And when you put those ingredients together, it just thrives. But if they don't have that natural synergy and you put two or three things together that do not mix and they should not be together in the same bowl, then look out because your cookies are going to taste totally gross. So what about the cookies of life? How can I find a recipe where I can mix a bunch of fun ingredients together to be able to do all of my favorite things and pursue the passions and the dreams that God has placed inside of my heart without having them totally flop and create one big epic fail? Well, my friends, today I am going to give that recipe to you. That's right. I have discovered the secret. The secret to doing everything because I believe that you can do everything but what you can't do is all the things all at the same time. Let me repeat that. You can do everything, but you can't do everything all at the same time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says, For everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, I love that because it says there's a time for every purpose, not just some purpose, for every purpose, meaning that if God has purpose for this thing to happen in your life, this dream that he's placed inside of you since before the foundations of the world were laid, since before the beginning of time, if it is purposed in God's heart, it can and will come to pass if you partner with him in his desire to manifest it on this earth. But... All these plans and purposes are not going to happen all at the same time. Okay, so are you ready for the secret recipe? I hope you have grabbed your notebook and a pencil or a pen because real quick, I'm going to walk you through my crazy effective five-step process that I used to get everything done. All right, here we go, rapid fire. Step number one, write it all down. I always encourage my clients and the people that I work with to create their master dream list. So what do I mean by that? A master dream list includes everything that you want to accomplish in your lifetime. My list has like 70 plus things on it. It's a pretty big list. I know it sounds crazy and maybe it is, but I've already accomplished some things that I have on that list. Things that never would have happened if I hadn't taken the time to actually write them down. So that is step one. Take some time aside, pull away from your crazy busy life, your busy schedule, and just spend some quality time dreaming with God and talking to him about what you want your life together to look like and asking him what he sees when he looks at you. Dream together and just write down anything that comes to mind when you're praying and spending time with him. This is really important. Do not self-edit, okay? Don't edit these things as they're coming into your head. You can always scratch things off your list later. If you grow out of dreams, which totally happens, your dream list is changeable. So absolutely no worries there. Just write down what you've got. All right, step number two. Circle something to start with. 
ah, that's right, you are just going to take your pen and aim it at something, circle it, and go for it. You're going to step out and pick something, circle it, and commit. Now, this particular step in the recipe is really challenging for me because I still have the desire to do everything all at once, even though I not I know that I shouldn't. I still do. <laughs> My fear of missing out tells me that I need to choose the perfect thing because saying yes to this means that I'm going to be saying no to other things. But that is okay. I have to remind myself of that. It is okay. If God wants those opportunities to come and these dreams to come to pass, they totally will. So you definitely do not need to have any fear about this. You can just move forward. Those opportunities will come in their perfect time. So don't be afraid. Just be bold. Kick fear in the face and go for it. All right, step number three. Once you have something circled, it is time to create your plan of attack. That's right. We're not just going to sit and stare and look at this thing that you've written down. We are going to make it happen, girl. We are going to do this. So creating a plan of action, you know, making this action plan is really the step that a lot of people get stuck on. Now, there could be several reasons for why you're stalling at this point. One could be that you literally don't know how to do this. Like you have the dream, it's written down, the goal, but the practical daily application seems really vague. And so far, you don't even know what your first step would be. So if that's you, if that's the case, it sounds like you may need to learn more about the particular area that you're stepping into. So educate yourself, enroll yourself in internet school on that particular subject and just start Googling. Watch YouTube videos, read books, or listen to them on audio, you know, and just find out what others are doing to do the thing that you want to do. Another reason that you may feel stalled is because even if you know what the steps are, you don't know how to create a plan that works for you. You're probably like asking yourself, okay, how do I organize my calendar to make this work? If I'm writing a book or launching a website or starting a new project, how many hours is this actually going to take? How much time do I need to set aside, you know, for writing or for design or whatever it is that you're working on? So these are all super great questions. And sometimes it just takes like verbally talking it out with a friend, calling someone, you know, just like letting your mouth run as they listen to you as you verbally work through these things or you know even just chatting with someone who enjoys making checklists and action plans and someone who would love to coordinate all of this for you so you don't have to do anything now if you you might be like oh this sounds amazing i'd love to have someone like that but i don't know anybody like that well actually you do because I love making checklists and coordinating epic plans. <laughs> when Bella and I do our cheerleader sessions, it's um, this is a service that we offer helping to create a solid step-by-step -step game plan so you can just pull out you know, your list every day and check off the boxes to follow and keep you moving forward. So if you're interested in that, totally reach out and let me know. All right, step number four, give yourself a timeline and a light deadline. So like a time frame and a deadline. This step is really important. They say that a dream without a plan is just a wish, but I would go so far as to say that a dream without a deadline is dead. 
I mean, think about it. Like, what is the point of making your plan, going through all of these steps, and then not holding yourself accountable to the follow-through? You just went through all this work of brainstorming and dreaming with God and all the work to birth it and educate yourself on how this would work and thinking through the details and boldly stepping out, and then you're just going to let it die? Don't do that. Like, I would so encourage you, give yourself a time frame and a light deadline. It is so important. And I say light deadline because you don't want to beat yourself up if you don't accomplish this goal by said date. I mean, I miss self-imposed deadlines all the time and it is totally okay because at least I'm moving forward and I will, you know, keep at it until it, it is officially accomplished. Even if it's like six weeks later, way past the deadline, it's totally okay. So my suggestion is that you give yourself a month, depending on the scope of your project. Personally, I love one-month challenges because it's something I can really grasp onto and commit myself for that time. For example, I've done NaNoWriMo, which is the challenge to write an entire novel in one month. Now, it sounds super scary, but it's totally doable. The first time I did NaNo, I did not reach my goal right away. My book took me like a month and a half. But so what? I got a book done. I mean, big deal if it wasn't officially by the time the month was done. So the same thing can be true for your project or your dream. Like setting a goal anywhere from a month to 90 days is always a really nice time frame because it gives you long enough to form the habit. And then if you need to like take a break and switch gears for a while afterward, you totally can. It's not like you're committed to something for the rest of your life. It gives you freedom um, to, you know, keep changing up your schedule as you need to in the months and years to come. Which brings us to step number five which is choose the next dream. After you've completed all of the steps above, which, oh my goodness gracious, congratulations, you just made a dream come true in your life. That's amazing. It's time to choose another one. Keep moving forward, just adding one dream at a time, year after year, and next thing you know, you will be doing all the things. Hey friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, drop me a line and let me know. You can connect with me on my socials, which are all linked in the show notes below, or you can email me at livylynnauthor at yahoo.com. Also, feel free to give this podcast a rating and a review. That will help others discover the show. Thank you so much to everyone who has already shared with their friends. I'm Livy Lynn, and until next time, keep dreaming.